Welcome all you wiretappers out there back here in studio Gangland Wire with our, our now uh, regular, almost frequent contributor, Ignacio Esteban, retired ATF agent. Welcome, Ignacio. Hey, Gary. Thanks for having me again. I enjoy being out here. Great I know shows. you do. I, I know you do. And you guys, you need to uh, to uh, look him up on Amazon. He's got a whole bunch of books out that are that are easy reads and, and you can learn anything you want about crime guns anything that that you might want to find out about he's got a book about it on amazon so just look him up you can just look in the show notes and and i'll put links to his author page on uh uh in amazon and i've done other Thank shows you. with him so look back at my other shows and and you can learn more about uh mr Este uh, retired agent esteban that's the month with atf with atf yeah how do how, how did you first you first retired. Did you feel like, did you like, did it bother you telling people you were retired? I, it did me. Uh, I, I didn't like yeah. saying I was retired. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of didn't because uh, I was in headquarters. I did my two years there. Yeah. And I, I felt good. Um, I mean, most of my career was with doing investigations, being proactive. But, you know, I learned a lot behind the scenes there, too. Uh, well, how, you know, things really happen behind the scenes. Yeah. So I, I was okay with it. And I really never thought I was dabbling a little with my autobiography, ATF Undercover. Uh, but I never thought I was going to be a prolific writer like this. I was going to do this. <laughs> There's something I didn't think about, really. Yeah, really. And it's, it's really taken a life. And I never thought I'll be on, on podcast shows and YouTube shows. <laughs> I, I never thought this. And I've done over almost, I was telling earlier about 25 shows and counting. I've right. got uh, some, I'm, I did Australia. I did one in India, which is a written interview. And now I'm doing a show in London. A three-part series is going to be doing in a few weeks. Uh, oh. And and then the good thing is there might be something else bigger, uh, which I'm working on a screenplay. So I'll All let right. you guys know down the road yeah. what's going to happen. It, this could be something big. So we'll see. Great. Keep us, keep us up on that. So uh, what we want to talk about, I had noticed uh, that uh, Ignacio had a book on the Hells Angels and Sonny Barger just died. And he, and he focuses mm -hmm. quite a little bit on Sonny Barger. And Sonny Barger of the Hells Angels, the, the Oakland Hells Angels, uh, correct. Well, it's I, I explain a little bit how that how that all that came about because yeah, there's Oakland, there's San Bernardino Hell's Angels, but he was able to merge it all together. Okay, and he came up with the bylaws. And it's very interesting how he was able to do it. Uh, San Bernardino Hell's Angels started by Otto Friedley, uh, but they were able to work things out because he was really part of the the Panthers Oakland chapter that was defunct. And uh, I'll, I'll give a little background about him if you like. Uh, he, he was a very interesting guy himself. He came from a broken home. Uh -huh. his, his mother left him when he was four months old with his older sister. His dad was a alcoholic, right? Uh, he, he was a laborer, worked in Asia. So he was a bad situation. He dropped out of high school when he was in 10th grade. And he ends up joining the military. He forges his birth certificate soon after, says he's 18, well, really he's 15, and he goes in the army. <laughs> and he's in the army for about a year and a half until they discover that this guy's underage. So, but they don't give him a dishonorable discharge. They just give him a regular discharge, which I thought was interesting. So he wasn't, he, he they didn't stain him for that, but he did what he had to do and he was out. But he was always big into, uh, I guess, big with the hands and mechanics. So he liked motorcycles and, and that's how he developed with the Oakland chapter there. Well, he liked the name. It has a military background, the Hells Angels, uh, people, you know, during World War II. So he, he kept the name, but the names were being used. So what happens is he has to work things out with uh, other chapters and he consolidates, he, he writes the bylaws. Oh, and by doing so, that, that that unifies the Hells Angels in California. Um, and from there on, 
he then becomes uh, Otto Friedley gets arrested. He gets 10 years. Right. And this is about early 60s. So then he becomes a de facto president, national president of the Hells Angels. It's a very smart move on his part. He moves because at the time, the mother chapter, so to speak, the headquarters was in San Bernardino. He wants to take to Oakland. So then he moves it to Oakland. And all of a sudden, he is it because uh, Friedley never takes over again the reins. And he becomes the uh, the, the national and, and the face for the next since 50s, the next 60 years of the Hells Angels, pretty much. Really? So uh, now let me recap just a little bit is uh, this Otto Friedley, he had something. It was the Panthers, and then they took the name of the Hells Angels in San Bernardino. He, no, he, no, Panthers was something he had in Oakland. Oh, in uh, Oakland. Sun, Sunny Barger. Yeah, it was a local oh, Sunny chapter. Barger's had yeah. Panthers. Okay. Then, yeah. and Otto Friedley's got this Hells Angels in San Bernardino. There's other disparate Hells Angels motorcycle yes. clubs. Right. So, yes. Sonny Barger, being a strong personality after <laughs> he comes out of the Army, then yes. he and a, and a guy that can organize and, and sees yes. uh, the wisdom in organizing, then he starts. Uh, Friedley goes to jail and Sonny Barger becomes the strong personality and the guy that gets around other chapters and starts putting it together. Is that? And, and very smartly, he moves the headquarters, the mother chapter to Oakland mm -hmm. and that consolidates his base, yeah. which, which kind of changes a lot for him because then from then on, he pretty much is, he's the face and he's running the Hells Angels from, from then on until at the end of his life when he gets sick. And I'll talk about his cancer and throw and everything else that, that kind of changes his life also. So the Hells Angels were involved in a lot of things. Obviously, they, they, they represent, I guess, the counterculture movement in the 60s. Right. When, when, you, when you think that, you think of Sonny Barger and the Hells Angels. And, and I put in my book, they had a really, really bad episode. And I didn't really understand how bad it was in, uh, in the Ultima Speedway. It was a concert that Rolling Stones wanted to organize just after yeah. Woodstock, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard about this. Oh, yeah. How, how, yeah, how bad it was. I, I have. I, I I know. You can tell them about it. Everybody may not know about that. you got younger people I, I, I knew here. something about it, but I didn't, I didn't know how bad the melee, especially now yeah. that the videos are out there. And, and your, your audience can look at the videos, uh, how bad it was. Uh, it was, in on hindsight, you know, it's 2020, it was a bad decision allegedly by the, by the Rolling Stones yeah. management sure. to pick the Hells Angels for security. Right. That's right. not the greatest move in the world. And especially providing, well, someone did, it wasn't clear, three kegs during the concert. Right. And this was an all weekend, all day affair. So they're doing heavily drinking. The concert goers are, you know, you know back in the 60s, they're yeah. smoking, right? Tripping acid. They're, they're doing everything. So the Rolling Stones were the last act they had put us together, but they had all of these big names, you know, Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane. I mean, you name it. That was like the big show and it was for free. So everybody can, because, you know, the Rolling Stones were accused of charging too much, I guess, that summer for a lot of concerts. Mm -hmm. So they felt bad about it. So they wanted to give, you saw Woodstock, that was free. Mm -hmm. So they, this is what's the West Coast side of Woodstock, where they right. pretty much what I was reading about. Uh, obviously before my time, but I was reading about it and it, it, I found it very interesting. But I didn't realize all the video because they had filmed it, like almost like doing some sort of concert. They were filming it. Mm -hmm. And then you see the melee. You see how things get broken bad. And allegedly, Sonny Barger, uh, who's organized, puts a gun when they're playing the Rolling Stones to uh, Keith Richards' side and says, you guys keep on playing or things get ugly because they didn't want things to. And so you have that famous picture and video where allegedly they say, hey, some of the concertgoers hit over the bikes they had. And one of the guys supposed to have a knife or, or another gun. And it was, it was a black male in a green suit. And you can see he stands out. And the Hells Angel guy comes out with a huge knife and starts stabbing him. You can see clearly in the video and, and kills him. 
Uh, and that, that gives, you know, the Hells Angels a huge black eye in, in American yeah. persona because they were all seeds that Rolling Stone magazine wrote was there and they document the whole thing and, and they did a documentary. And then they also a magazine, uh, let it, let it be from the Beatles, let let it bleed. <laughs> yeah, that's what they titled that, <laughs> that that whole thing. So yeah, that that, that, that really was started. a huge black eye for the Hell's Angels. They kind of had oh, some huge. good publicity, you know, the the Summer of Love in uh, San yes. Francisco, and the Angels were going out to that park, the uh, San Francisco Park that all the hippies hung out in. A lot of publicity. Yes. Sonny Barger, he was kind of a master of publicity too. I think yes. he yes, he made was. this statement back then. I'll never forget this. I was, uh, he said, Vietnam was not going so well. Quickly, people knew that. And he said, we just need to take the Hells Angels and take them over there. And they'll kick the Viet Cong's ass right back up to North Vietnam. And this thing will be over. Oh, my God. The, the whole he country went crazy. It, was, it I mean, that guy was a master at getting the national attention and publicity. He even wrote that a letter to LBJ saying that. <laughs> he, he, there's even a letter that he, obviously the president never responded obviously but, he, <laughs> but there's a letter of him i was reading that one that he sends it to lbj i didn't which, know which that. is interesting <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of cool things i didn't know i started researching this which i kind of like you have the law enforcement perspective obviously we investigate these guys but then yeah. i'm looking at the person but there, there's a lot of mistakes and unfortunately he develops a really bad cocaine addiction mm, okay and, and that starts derailing because they get really involved in drug trafficking he develops a bad addiction. Uh, cocaine, heroin become drugs of choice to start trafficking. Um, and then he gets he gets in, in a big jam in a trial in the early 70s for murdering uh, a, a, a drug trial, a drug courier in, mm -hmm. in Oakland um, over an $80,000 debt. Right. He's looking at life uh -huh. pretty much. Th this is a huge trial. Early 70s. Sonny Barger is being is being tried for murder. Right. There's a witness that says he came in with a crew as at, he was staying. And he shot him when he was sleeping in, in the head, killed him. That's a witness. Witness was there. And then they burned down the, uh, the property. What was that? Other Hell's Angels. What saves him in the trial, what I was reading in the investigation, was there was Oakland Police Department sergeant who testified and said that uh, Barger has pretty much was an informant for him. Ah. He had worked for him for years. And he would provide information about weapons, explosives, and for Black Panther Party members in that area, and also for the uh, Weather Underground group, two mm -hmm. you know leftist organizations. Right, right. And he's very on the opposite. So you know, anti. He didn't like the protesters. He didn't like these guys either. So anything he could do to help hurt these organizations, he would help. So in essence, he said Barger was an informant. Sonny huh. Barger, Hell Hell Angel, was an informant for Oakland Poli Police Department. So I found that interesting. He was acquitted. Huh, I testifies and he's acquitted of murder, even though there was a witness that said he got, he got shot in the head for a drug career. That was a huge win. You can see some of the video and everything else. He he dodged. He was looking at life. Yeah. So that was a big, big win for him. But again, they're, they're involved in, in a lot of drug traffic and, and other things going on. Uh, so he gets hit later with um, drug charges and he does um, about three years in, uh, in, in, in first and Cali uh, prison. Mm -hmm. So that's a big hit. Uh, Rico passes in the early 70s and Hell's Angels are still back in business. So by 1980 uh, in San Francisco, they decided to do a huge Rico investigation against Hell's Angels. Mm. They, they, I think they spent like $5 million at over 150 witnesses testify, right, against him, the Hell's Angels in California. This is supposed to, to pretty much end the Hell's Angels once for all. They think this is bad news. Yeah. Um, he's acquitted. 
Oh, wow. He's acquitted. His wife's acquitted. Hung jury for most of the guys in the Hells Angels. Wow. Hung he's, jury. He's like the Teflon yeah. Don of Hells Angels yeah. motorcycle gangs. Yes. That, that was a huge win for, for, uh, for Sonny Barger and them. But he then develops health issues. He was a huge chain smoker when I was looking and reading. He would smoke three packs a day, three packs a day, and he would have lung cancer. He would have a cancer of the throat, which uh, he would have to have his vocal cords removed. So that's mm-hmm. why he has learned how to speak through his, his esophagus. Oh, yeah. He had the voice box, and his yeah. voice completely changed and, and everything else. So he, he's going through that changes there. Um, then, then, then he finally does get caught by the feds in a, an interesting case. Remember, he was an informant, right? Yeah. Allegedly, according to the sergeant, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then he has somebody who was a sergeant of arms out of uh, Anchorage decides to work with the feds mm-hmm. in an investigation. They start wearing a wire and everything else in the in the late eighties. And guess and this this will hurt the Hell's Angels big time um, because what the chapter president of Anchorage is killed by outlaws in Louisville area outside of Biker Bar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wants payback, but unfortunately he doesn't re- he doesn't realize he's been infiltrated and everything's being recorded. So they know that he's planning to bring other Hell's Angels to cross from California to Louisville to kill these guys who are involved in killing one of their guys. So before all that happens, he gets popped in a conspiracy case by the feds for, for transporting explosives to, 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 kill, to, to attempt murder to kill this guy. So he, 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 this one he loses, and so the other angels, and he ends up getting about four years federal time for that. Yeah. So that, that, so that thing, I think that changes him a lot. Um, he then doesn't want to return back to, uh, to California in Oakland. He decides to want to set up a, a chapter in Cave Creek, Arizona, because he does his federal time in Arizona federal prison there, mm-hmm. right? I guess he likes the weather. He likes what he sees, and he wants to, he wants to move out there. Um, so he moves out there, and I think it does it three, four, nine years. So, so now he's had a few felt convictions, uh, and he, he wants to take more of a back approach. I guess he's learned this, this hurt, you yeah. know, what, yeah. he, what he did here. He, he wants to be more of an advisor type deal. But unfortunately, with alcohol and other, other things, uh, he's also a, and I put this in my book also, he, he's also a domestic abuser. Ah, yeah. And, and his third wife really suffers a lot from domestic abuse with his stepdaughter. Uh, and the sheriff's office out there, uh, Mar- Maricopa, uh, goes out there and one time has to arrest him. Uh, she's, she's, you know, bruised, broken bones, uh, a broken spleen, broken ribs, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards. And stepdaughter also abused, uh, tells him, according to reports and everything that's out there, uh, that she thought he was going to kill her. Mm-hmm. So that's another side you have, to, you know, you got the international icon, but you also have this side of this guy, which is very abusive, which a lot of people did not like about, about Sonny Barger like that. It was really no need for that. Uh, after that, he decides to leave Arizona and go back to Oakland. By the late 90s, he was, I guess he realized okay. that uh, he, he just couldn't stay there. He divorced her and he starts, he gets married again for a fourth time and he starts that. Uh, this is where he he transforms from the iconic side where he makes this a business, where he, he puts Hell's Angels, he writes his biography, autobiography, that becomes a bestseller. Uh, he helps he helps um, uh, the, the Sons of Anarchy show. He's a consultant. In fact, it's probably based on the Hell's Angels, what, what happens there. So that's interesting there. Uh, a lot of writing, uh, a lot of publicity work. Uh, he, he tries to, to change the Hell's Angels a lot in that sense. But of course, I think he's, he's learned after having an informant from within, he wants to take that role, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting. Uh, there, there's a few interesting battles. I mean, in 2000s, I think your audience could probably look it up. Um, and it's the pagans and them uh, back in, I think that was in 2002. There was the, the Hellraiser Expo, which is like a motorcycle slash thing. 
where the pagans ambushed the hell's angels there and he was present and uh it, it got ugly and the hell's angel had to kill a pagan and the feds later because of that situation indict over 75 pagans over the whole situation mm-hmm. so yeah and and then and then sunny barges tries to become peacemaker which was pretty interesting and he starts to do a summit later in a few months in um in laughlin nevada right they have a big run out there and but unfortunately at harrow's there's a huge brawl between the Mongols and the hell the day before this, the peace summit, the hell's angel, and the Mongols go at it. And you, you, you can see the fan. I mean, everybody knows his famous videos. You can look at all the videos yeah. up there. They're stabbing and shooting each other. And it, and allegedly it started because a police officer told one of the hell's angels guy, Hey, there's Mongols surrounding one of your brothers. You better go out there and do something or, Hey, you may want to look what's going on. And they <laughs> oh, really were just chatting and they really were just chatting yeah. and they were talking and he got out of control. And uh, a lot of guys were, were shot. Some were shot, stabbed, and killed. And um, it, it was a bad. Uh, I think that's really pushed Sonny Barger way back out of the whole situation after that. So there's there's a lot of interesting things about Barger. Uh, I put in my book. It's like I said, it's a short read. And it's a lot more stuff in there. But he's he was like the, the Teflon Don for a while until he got popped from within, and, and that and that kind of got him there. Well, that was that was interesting. That is really interesting, folks. You can you can get this book uh, as a Kindle for free, and and you don't even have to have a Kindle device. Uh, you, they'll download the software for you, or you can read it online. Uh, just go to Amazon, just one click, and and uh, you, it's kind of, kind of interesting what I did. I noticed that that mm-hmm. Ignacio had put that up on the Facebook page, and I and I I jumped in there and grabbed it right away just to see what it was like. And, and it was really an interesting read and uh, easy read. And you could learn, you know, what we just learned and a lot more about Sonny Barger and the origin and the kind of the, the history of the hell's angels. So jump out there and, and, and get that quick. Is it, is it out there for free forever or is it a period of time? Yeah. If, if you're a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, it's free, it's free forever. Uh, if you're not, it's free until Monday. Okay. All right. So get out free there right Monday. away. Get out there so right free, away, free, guys. <laughs> free until Monday. It, like I said, it, it's a good read. It's researched. Interesting things that I didn't know about Sonny Barger. I had researched and looked into it. Fascinating hook. I mean, uh, he, he definitely was the face of the Hells Angels for a long time. And it, it's a good interesting, especially he just passed away and a lot of the stuff that he went through. Uh, you know, he's an international icon, a rebel, but he's also a criminal and, and domestic abuser, <laughs> author. I mean, he, he's, he was everything too, you know, yeah. a movie consultant and even an actor. He was even on Sons of Anarchy, a few episodes too. They had. Oh, he was. I didn't know that. I'll be darned. Yeah. See? Yeah. Yeah. He was a consultant for the show for years. The, the Sons of Anarchy is based, according to the show's creator, on the Hells Angels. Uh, okay. All right. That's, uh, uh, that makes sense. The Hells Angels are the, uh, when you think of motorcycle gangs, the first words that pop in your mind is hell's angels yeah that's for sure, for they sure. Got, they're just uh you know part of the scene now uh there's so many uh out there now little little gangs and big gangs i'm just this motorcycle race in peoria and there was mm. a local gang that had colors it was like the the uh <laughs> uh, uh, uh what was that the untamed untamed brothers the, the ub they had colors and and they had Two girls with them, two women with them. Then most of these guys looked old, tired guys looked like me, and and, and these gals with them, uh, the, the, they had vests that said "Property of the UTV." <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a different lifestyle, ain't it? <laughs> no, it, it, it is, and it's and and I, and I think 
hopefully they, they learn their lessons from what's happening because some of these huge racketeering cases have crushed. And ATF, I don't know if your audience knows, yeah. has done quite a few of these infiltrating, you know, from the Hells Angels to the Outlaws to the Mongols to the Pagans yeah. to the Bandidos to the Vagos. You know, all of them have been taken down a lot. And it's going to end up one way or the other, either in, in, in incarceration or among themselves. These guys are brutal among themselves. Yeah. They shouldn't kill yeah. themselves. So one interesting one percenter groups. I also wrote a book also on the one uh, percenter, the violent biker gang. Oh, yeah, so if you, you really did. don't know much about that, I think maybe it's a good read to put them both together. Yeah, that's I a good idea. One's free and the other one you pay a little bit, but if it's not really that expensive. Okay. So I think both of them go together, the one percenter. So if you really don't know much about them or you think, I mean, how many groups are there? What's going on? What? I, I kind of break it down nice and easy so you can see what's what they're all about. And they're not a super long read. Some people say I don't have time to read long books. Okay, well they're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I I research, but but they're accurate. I, I do research them and I find interesting tidbits. I think with my books you can find interesting tidbits and nuggets which you might not find sometimes in other places. And I enjoy coming on your show, Gary, and talk about things right. like this. All right, Ignacio, we we love having you on. All right, thank you, man. Thank you. Well, folks, uh, that was Ignacio Esteban, our good friend, retired ATF agent, and we really like having him on. Uh, don't forget, look out for motorcycles. <laughs> we, there's regular motorcycle people out there like me. Look out for motorcycles. And if you have any problems with PTSD, and if you've been in the military, they, uh, the VA has got a really good hotline for that. So uh, check that out. Ignacio, thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, Gary. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs>